0: Lob Talk Radio. Lob Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk Archetypes with your host, renowned intuitive and author Roy Solberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, thank you for joining me today. This is Roy, and we are going to talk intuition today. Everyone has intuition, and it's it's one of our senses that we carry. Developing it, learning to trust it, learning to recognize it is the key. So today. We are going to look at what it is, who's got it, and how to develop yours. And I'm going to give you some tips and ideas and wonderful things to do in order to work with your intuition and learn to trust it. So what is intuition? Intuition is the process of making something conscious, that which is unconscious, And it's kind of like radio waves. Intuition flows around us all the time. But like the radio, you have to turn on your receiver to get the message. The finer you can tune your receiver, the more trusting you are of the information that you receive. So let's look at that. Intuition actually is, I believe, the spirit of our soul talking to us. And it talks to us in symbols, metaphors, or a deep within feeling of knowing it's the way we communicate with our universal higher power and that power is what helps us create our life it co-creates our life so how do you get it what do you do with it well let's start with how you get it intuition as i said is part of your system you were born with it we shy away from it about the age of 12 when we began to incorporate the social our social life and what the outside life, but it's always there with us and it's always talking to us. Intuition only comes to you in present time. It can't come to you in the past or the future. It's only in the moment. It comes through your dominant sense. So step number one is define your dominant sense. If you're not sure what it is, um, listen to how you talk. You'll say, I see what you mean, looks good to me, my sense of it, that feels right, that type of thing. So going with your dominant sense, mine is sight, although I have the equal ability to access my information through sound and feeling. One will always be dominant. It will always come in first, and then the others will follow very quickly behind that. So as it comes into our system, since our bodies are an electromagnetic field, when this intuitive information comes in, and we call it either a download or a hit or something on that that order. Uh it goes through the physical density and when it goes through our physical body it has to resonate somewhere within the body. And the secondary response is what you want to look for. I had a question from a listener um Judy asked, my intuitive flashes are right most of the time, but not always. How do I tell whether a thought is intuition or imagination. Well, it is that secondary response, Judy, that will tell you. So it's important that you learn what is that response. Does, and here's a few examples. Most common is you get chills. And I'm sure you've all had that experience where so- someone says something or you think something, you get an intuitive download and your body kind of gets goosebumply. That's the most common uh, response. But you can also get things like a tickling in the stomach, a drop in the stomach, just a feeling of knowingness, a warm feeling in your heart chakra, or an overwhelming sense of, ah, uh, yes, this is right. I had one client whose vision would blur when she got an intuitive hit. That is not a common a more common response, but it was her personal response. Um, And so each of us has a secondary response that is as unique as you are. And your job is to learn where it goes through your body, how you recognize it, how it feels to you. So we have the dominant senses of sight, sound, um, the Feeling, and then we have the olfactory. Olfactory is um, rare; it is not a common way to gather your information, but it's it's not um, impossible to gather it through your smell or your taste. Every once in a while, I will get uh, an intuitive hit that comes through as a as a fragrance, and there's absolutely no way or rhyme or reason that it could be. That fragrance could be around me. So I know that spirit is walking through at that time. So these are the things I want you to pay attention to. So number one, define your your dominant sense, how the information comes through to you. Secondly, move into that secondary response. How does it feel? How does it move through your body? Um, it, It can be anything, but it will be unique to you. So... Let's take it a step further. As intuition comes into your system, it comes in metaphors and symbols. And this is your sacred language. This is your, your this part of you that develops your own individual intuitive vocabulary. When I say see a snake or a sense a snake, to me that means healing. To you it might mean death. And so each of us has our own intuitive vocabulary, and we need to practice on that, listen to that, um, understand our symbols. Um, Sometimes I get a feeling of flat or far away, which to me means um, distance time-wise, it's in the past, or it's so far in the future that it is not relevant at this time. Those are the type of things that I use to... um, Interpret and know the meaning of. There is definitely a difference between intuition and that noodling voice that we have, that little mind chatter voice that chats away all the time. When you are in danger, your intuition will most likely, nine times out of ten, <clears throat> come in a voice. One summer I was driving back from a solstice ceremony up in Northern California. And I was driving this this extended cab pickup truck. It was three-quarter ton pickup. And I tend to drive fast. And as I approached the Waldo Tunnel just outside the Golden Gate, a voice said very clearly, slow down, change lanes. And I slowed down. I changed from the fast lane to the middle lane. And the voice said again, uh, said again, very loudly and very clearly. But I hesitated. You know that little doubt creeped in, and I lost my opportunity to move again, so, as I was going through the tunnel, I'm in the middle lane the There was a car beside me on my left in the fast lane where I would have been. It hit a tire that had fallen off a horse trailer just a few minutes before, and it sent the the car into a spin now being a small compact it was able to stay within the lane but it was spinning right beside me you talk about scared i was just holding on i was i wouldn't have been able to maintain that space i would have taken out two lanes of traffic if i had hit that tire and so very clearly i was warned ahead of time and protected and this is these are the things i want you to pay attention to that voice is always always talking to you. So once you've discovered your dominant sense, and now you know the secondary of your, of your intuitive process, again, this is when you start learning the language. And, and the next area for you, the next phase for you to do is strengthen that into trusting that what you hear and what you get is Correct. Trust is a big issue. Listening to it and acting on it and trusting that what you're hearing is right is the biggest issue. The success of your relationship to your intuition is directly related to your willingness to fail. I'm going to say that again. The success of your intuition is directly related to your willingness to fail. Intuition i believe is always right how we interpret it can get confusing at times but pride is the greatest enemy of your intuitive process the egos you have an investment in being right and that investment is counterproductive to the intuitive process so if you're worried about being right and looking or looking foolish, when you process the information, uh you'll constantly second guess your intuitive process, and that that guarantees that uh yeah, that it won't work for you, so we want to you know start out small, um trust yourself, know that your intuition is always right, learn those symbols and your and your personal symbolic language, so just like. You know, when we first begin to walk or when we first begin anything, you need to agree with yourself that you'll keep doing it until you get and learn the process. I was at lunch, oh, a few months ago with three of my friends, and um, one of them is an intuitive and does energy work the same as I. She's excellent, excellent, intuitive. And another friend said, how do you guys do this? And I looked at Kathleen because I always have a hard time explaining exactly what I do and how I do it. And she said, very peacefully, we've learned to listen. And that's the key to working with your intuition is that learning to listen and trust. So let's go into interpretation. You want to look at how the energy comes into your body, as I said. Once it comes in and you see, hear, or feel it, what are the symbols? That's your next step. That's phase two. Where do you feel it in your body? So as soon as you get an intuitive hit, remember it comes in present time. You can't put it aside and evaluate it later. It doesn't work. So you automatically go, where do I feel it in my body? How does it look to you? If you're a seer, what do you see? How does, it, how does it look to you? How does it sound to you? And what symbols speak to you? And are your symbols repetitive? Now, with intuition, you can always ask questions. If you have an intuitive download, you can ask, Is this intuition? Do I need to act on it? What action do I need to take in order to um, do whatever my intuition is saying at the moment? I have a system of when I close my eyes, and I'm showing you with my hands, when I close my eyes and I ask a yes or no question, yes is always on the left and no is always on the right, and one of them will come further, closer to me and i know that it's you know that's the answer yes or no if they stay even then there is no answer and if they recede there is no answer so you want to look for things and learn you know set up your own own little system here how does it how how can you get a yes or no answer and i highly encourage you to start asking things with yes or no answers it's a good way to to move into the energy move into the process And learn to trust yourself. And I'm going to keep emphasizing trust, trust, trust. So our intuition has three levels. You have the physical or the survival intuition, which I talked about, that nine times out of ten, when you're in danger, will come in a a very loud voice or a very strong sensation through the body. Um, Survival intuition is used to protect your future. And you invest your energy and power that is outside of yourself. You're asking for input on physical things, things to keep you safe. This form of, of intuition is very necessary, but it's also limiting to your physical, your spiritual growth. If you tend to stay on this level and avoid learning intuition on the on the next two levels, which will ask you to make changes in your life, you you tend to say stay in place. The, your spirituality, your connection to spirit, um, your recreation of your life, getting back to authentic you uh, will take longer. So here's how physical the physical level of intuition works. You walk into a room and you have several... In fact, I believe it's, if I remember correctly, you have 21 hits of intuitive information going on at that time. It goes through the seven chakras times three. You get information on the physical level, the spiritual level, and the divine level. All of those go in a split second. Each one of these sends information through the heart, the mind, and the gut. And the intuition of these first, Chakras tell you if you're safe, if you're not safe, if you're welcome. You know how you walked into a room and felt really um uneasy? That's your intuition talking. So the heart chakra checks in and you receive information whether your heart's in agreement or not with this group. As the intuitive goes to the throat, the third eye, the crown, the spiritual and divine aspects, all of those come into harmony and when they do and i know you've had experiences like this you will sit next to the person who has the answers answers for you you will uh find get information that just kind of comes um out of the blue for you you will hear see feel something different and and we we look at those things as being oh wow but it's just part of that intuitive, physical intuitive process. All those channels, all those chakras going off with all that intuition that guides you. So next is your spirit, the next level of intuition is your spiritual intuition. Now this intuition is used for self-revelation, new understanding, and it rewires that energy movement your energy management that moves you into your life and your spiritual contract. So if you are in the process of, of know thyself, of finding your authentic being, of moving back to spirit, and you are looking for the passion and process of your life, this is where you'll find it, in the spiritual intuition. So intuition on this level clears away all the lead. Carolyn May said that memories, wounds, all from your past are like like lead weights in your aura. And your energy has to go through those. Well, spiritual intuition helps you clear those, helps you move into self-revelation, as I said. And what you do is you move forward in a clearer, cleaner way because you have more energy. You know, remember sometimes when you have a decision to make and it's very difficult and you feel tired and heavy and, you know, things aren't going right. You, once you make the decision, you know how much lighter you feel. That's clear. That's the process of clearing that lead out of your aura. So now you trust your, your intuition more and you're well acquainted with those, that symbolic language of your personal intuition. And so the changes are made in the higher chakra levels. You're comfortable in trusting the unknown and the unseen. And you now, as Carolyn said, you're now more comfortable with the, life, the world behind your eyes than you are with the world in front of your eyes. Because we, we make judgments with what's out there and we are reacting to our outer world. And so by understanding this personal intuition, it moves you. It moves that energy. It clears things that are stuck in your life. And now things become faster. You manifest quicker. You're more aware of when you lose your energy and how you gain your energy. So now, in that process, we move into the divine intuition. Divine intuition is used for divine guidance. You know your symbolic language of spirit. You start exploring the unenlightened side of your, of your spirit and your soul. Now you're moving into and accepting that you have a contract, that you have a life contract and you start living in authentic power. You begin to observe. You see things through the process of love as opposed to judgment. You are conscious at all times that you're at a choice point. That you can use your intuition to guide you in making changes. So we no longer hold on to those uh, pieces of lead that we had in our in our physical first level intuition. We've been able to see the gift in things as they happen to us. that doesn't mean that we don't go through the process of feeling wounded and and hurt and tired and you know all of that stuff. That's life. But when we are able to see life through the divine intuition, then we are able to um, to make changes and surrender to our higher power. You know, I realized I forgot to um Give you the numbers to call in. You can call in if questions about your intuition at one eight seven seven two nine six zero three four five or one nine one seven eight eight nine three eight one eight. And you can also email me at roy solberg r o i s o l b e r g at gmail dot com. I swore I was going to do that at the beginning, and here we go. So back to this um divine intuition when you accept that in the larger scheme of things that you're powerless you begin to understand that everything and everyone in your life is a gift and life is designed for your higher good that that especially with the way I was I was raised in the south and I grew up in a religion that was hellfire brimstone fear guilt and when I realized that you know what the universe loves me, whatever your understanding of a higher power is, it's on your side. That was very um, freeing for me, because now I feel like I have have support. I have um, that clarity of where I'm going and what I'm I'm doing. I now know that everything in my life is a gift, and and I am a gift as well as well as you. So this divine intuition is an energetic management that allows swift physical and spiritual firing of your energetic system. One of the ways that is always good to, to practice is a meditative meditation practice, reflective silence, whatever you want to call it. And if you find that you can't sit still, and that's difficult for you. Go for a meditative walk. But be in, in present time on that walk, not worrying about the future or the past or what I should have said or should have done. Just be in the present with the universe at that point. And another thing that I use is I am open and ready to receive. And then just let the energy, let the, the information flow into you. It's a matter of getting the mind quiet. As long as we've got a ton of mind chatter going on, you can't watch TV and meditate. You can't be listening to the radio and meditate. We need a quiet, quiet place to go into that, that connection to our intuition. And so this process, allows us to release all of the chatter all of the shoulda woulda couldas all of those things that are keeping you from divine order it allows them to flow away and you move beyond all of those thoughts and relax into your true natural state of being you know you just you don't have to do anything you just have to be just breathing in and breathing out. That's all there is. And with each exhale, expand that little gap of time between the breath. That allows you to be open, to be, to get yourself centered. And as you do this, you go deeper and into a relaxed state and you release all of the things that keep you from a sense of peacefulness, a piece of, a sense of knowingness. And this expands through the day. No matter what thought and actions you have to do during the day, this allows you to stay centered. And there are many times, many things, many times that um, you can do this. Um, Conscious walking, as I mentioned. Uh, Cloud watching. Did you watch clouds when you were a kid? We certainly did. We still do. Uh, In the wintertime, fire watching. Turning off, off all electronics and just watch the fire. You can also use cards to get into the, that meditative, receptive state. The spirit of archetype cards, of course, are great. You can see all of those on my website. The daily practice is vital for, for you to connect to this quiet voice and move into your uh, stronger into your intuition. So, knowing your process, looking for that secondary response in your body, allowing yourself to fail, allowing yourself to be right, um, and trusting, just moving directly into the trust. So, here's some exercises one can do. Make a game out of who's on the phone without your caller ID. That's cheating. Um when the phone rings just guess who's on the phone another practice is to take a deck of plain cards and without looking at them do put red in one pile and black in the other and notice how each card feels or or how you sense each card when you hold it and and you know i don't think i would keep count i would just do it until you are sensory enough to to recognize the card when it's in your hand. Again, ask no, yes or no questions. That's always a good one. And um, holding things in your hand and reading them is called psychometry. That's always a good thing to do. Just uh, pick up an object and see what you get on it. You may hear something, see something, feel something. I want to say a special note for those who feel. You are like a sponge, and when you walk into a room or a group of any kind, you just kind of slurp up everybody's uh, energy. It's important for you to learn how to push it back, how to take a deep breath and expand it away from your body. Don't pull in tighter. That's our normal um, inclination. Just take a deep breath and push it away from you, and then make sure that you... um, smudge that you take hot baths whatever you want to do in order to cleanse that energy out of your system so we have just a few minutes left and i want to say a little bit about as you learn to read other people and other objects it's important to me that we remain observant and we stay silent I was at a New Age show recently, and a woman came up and started talking, and then she began doing a reading on me and my family. I didn't ask for the information. She didn't tell me anything new, but I felt invaded. I felt violated um, because I didn't ask for the information. So when you're learning to to work with your intuition, by all means, ask your friends, uh, acquaintances, if you can practice on them. But if they say no, the cardinal rule is if they don't ask, you don't tell. And that that seems to be a a vital, vital part of our integrity with our intuition. So I see we've run out of time. Um, Please visit the website for more information. We're redoing the blog. Dave Blank, uh, my great designer, is redoing it for me. So we can have direct contact. You'll be able to email and uh, I'll be able to answer so until next week, we have um, have a wonderful week. And uh, tune in, and we will talk to Lori Buchanan next week. Um, and all of that information, again, is on the blog. You'll be able to see what's coming up. And the week after that, we have the stone crone and she We do readings in different modalities, and hers is through stones. So until next week, stay happy. And we'll talk them.